And we're back. Episode 123. This is the 80s, 90s, 2000s vibe podcast. I'm your host as usual, Matt Corbin with the fellas. We got Jamal. We got Lee Boy. Fellas, how y'all feeling today? Episode 123, huh? One, two, three. Let's go. You know, my uh <laughs> my damn, what is it? AD, my ADHD kick in, or when that when y'all hear stuff like that, like, oh, this is gonna be a good one. Let's <laughs> get ready to rumble. Look, you know, I'm I ain't got no ADHD. Them, man. I got no ADHD. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Is what is it called when you everything needs to be in order perfectly? I don't OCD? know. OCD. OCD. Look, I'm uh, <laughs> got I'm my OCD acronyms too, all messed up. Letter on there. <laughs> I'm, I'm OCD. I'm OCD too, bro. I'm a little under the weather, man. This a nigga kind of sick. I hate being sick. Uh, so how y'all fellas doing, man? What's good this week? How y'all week going so far? It's going. It's one of those. It's kind of dragging, to be honest with you. The weather's all over. The weather got me fucked up a little bit, but uh, it is what it is. Man, hey, man. I mean, these these corporate these corporate people messing with my head, man. They trying to give me some money. I didn't even tell the people I got laid off about two, three months ago. That's because I just keep pressing on. I ain't worried about these people. But if they pay me that back, I'll be right there, man. But um. Yeah, we're going to see what's going on, man. Your boy might be uh making a, a little move, might be taking a couple flights. Um, Y'all definitely need to see me at 90s Con. I'll probably be there just in a um, just as an attendee, you know, checking it out, maybe doing a little press here and there. So uh, look out for your boy at 90s Con on March 16th and 17th. But other than that, man, you know, we're cool and doing our Splat Con thing. You know, I got to do a little little research, a little history lesson. You know what I'm saying? Always, hey, hey, it's good though, man. Let's go, man. What we, uh, oh, 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 you know how we get started. You know Uh how the hell we get started on the 80s, 90s, and 2000 vibe show. Look, we speaking into existence. Uh, you know, I got my character. Y'all remember Leroy for us from all that. I must remind you, this is inspired by my one and only segment on the show. And let me tell you about something that irritates me this week. We seen some bullshit, <laughs> as we usually do. Uh, I believe her name is Renee Fagan, right? So this week, something that irritates me is the wanksters, is the wannabes, is the fake gangsters, the people that just want to be hood so damn bad that they're willing to throw away their whole career over being little Young Thug fans, want to quote some lyrics and, and give people the heads up, give people a little tips. And I'm talking about Renee Fagan, the lawyer that gave up some information to someone that had um, a, a damn a, a arrest warrant she wanted to give him the tip, let him know, hey, just, just so you know, they're about to come get your ass and lost her whole her whole career and got arrested for gang activity. You a lawyer getting arrested for gang activity. Now, ain't that some Atlanta shit? Ain't that some Atlanta shit? Look, you ain't learn from Slim Jesus. You ain't learn from Lil Xan. You ain't learn from Skinny from the Nine. All these little fake wakes got their whole career taken away from them. Renee Fagan, I was going to say you like the donkey of the day, but you, you just irritating the hell out of me. Like I said, I don't like no fake gangsters. I don't like nobody that look. You want to be from the hood. The people from the hood don't even want to be from the hood. Thanks. Eighty ninety two thousand vibe podcast. Have a nice day. Now, I just want to notice. I don't even want my lawyer to jaywalk. So yeah, I don't know what's so cool about yeah having <laughs> been the block and all of this. Nah, I want my lawyer. Last time you got in trouble was kindergarten. To be honest with you. Right. Yeah, right. bro. Don't... 
we seen what happened with Fanny Willis and her crazy behind down in Atlanta. Atlanta need to get it together. And it's Nicole Fagan. My fa- my fault. I was going off memory. It's not Renee Fagan. Nicole Fagan, the lawyer, the little young thug. She's the young thug TikTok lawyer. And in fact, I don't want my lawyer on TikTok either. Get your ass off the internet altogether. <laughs> you incriminating yourself somehow, some way, man. It's crazy out here. Yeah, this whole case a fucking mess. A <laughs> mess, bro. They might well let thug out, man. They tripping. Y'all they think he's gonna get out? You think he's gonna get you heard the latest? So. Uh, you heard the latest, right? That they played the tapes in the courtroom where the person was like, Yeah, it was young thug shot him down there. 40 year old lady, she she don't know nothing. She don't know who young thug is. She just heard, Oh, yeah, I, I heard I like it, I heard young thug. it's a bunch of young thugs around my block. Come on now. Oh, if, imagine if the operator was like the young wait the young thug or a young thug. I need some clarification here. I'm writing down notes, but nah, she uh yeah young thug. I don't know, man. It ain't looking good for a guy. It ain't looking good for. Yeah, him. for real, for real. We, 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 I hope he come on, bro. Like for real. But yeah, you said it ain't looking too good. Well, actually, it's not looking too bad either. I mean, with all the disruptions and all the craziness, mistrial is like right around. It should be around the corner, but we're going to see, I guess. Nah, we definitely going to see. Like I said, free him if he's innocent. I don't know what happened, but yeah, <laughs> we'll get back to that hopefully in a few weeks. But fellas, I want to dive into something else that was very pressing this week, and that was Beyonce. <laughs> fellas, the big huff with Beyonce was that the country radio stations refused to play Texas Hold'em. You even had one racist piece of... <gasps> decide to say that we don't play Beyonce because that ain't country music. And then, which was crazy, is that Beyonce became the first black woman to go number one on the Hot 100 in country music. So it's kind of like, I don't know, she might be country. Fellas, what's your take on the whole situation? Well, before before we get, in, before we get into a deep dive into it, I have a clip from Apple Music Show, Rap Life Review, um, just to see them talk about it and get that somebody else's take. Then we can get into it, so... Y'all bear with me while I share my screen or try to. Uh, let me know if y'all see it. Yep, there we go. All righty. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Y'all talked about the new uh, Beyonce songs while I was out. Um, yeah. Not surprisingly, here comes a backlash. So uh, apparently a Beyonce fan wrote on X saying, I requested Texas Hold'em at my local country radio station. KYKC, um, you're welcome for the promo. Mm-hmm. Um, and after requesting the song, they received an email from the station manager. I'm not going to shout him out. I'm not that petty. We do not play Beyonce on KYKC as we are a country music station. Of course, things spiraled out of control and uh, eventually they had a change of heart. Anyway, do, do are you all think, surprised? Do you think he knew? Because I think it was like the day after the song came out. Do you think he knew? Plus, like, the song wasn't serviced yet. So do you he think knew. He knew. You he trying knew. to be diplomatic now? I like he it. Knew. This I'm looks playing, good no, no, on no, no, you. I'm playing yeah. devil's advocate. I'm like, do you think he, he knew. knew that the song was there? Do you think he knew that there were two country? I just Beyonce wonder how you how you would have how you would have missed it when she announced it at the Super Bowl. The news was everywhere. I feel like if you're running a radio station, that might have come across your desk. Do we do we assume that he watched the Super Bowl? Do we listen, assume listen. that Bro, like, we know what he was we doing know. when this shit happened? We know. And this we is a have, case. We know you was there with him. Yeah, he know. Listen, we know th- this is a case of bullying works because the reality is there's certain fan bases you don't want to play with. Um, and if we're just going to have a serious, serious conversation, if we're just keeping it all the way stacked, um, country music has a long history of erasing black voices 
um, in that genre of music. Well, and, no, and we talked about it last week. Ebro, like, and, broke, yeah, we broke it down last and, week about it. And if we're just being realistic, it is aligned with a lot of racist views. That's how country music is viewed. So when you get a woman who is as popular as Beyonce um, tapping into her country roots, so who's someone who's not new to making country music, yeah. there are going to people, and it wasn't just him, there are conversations about it. And the only reason why these people have issues is because it's a black, a, a high-profile black person in their space. And all it makes me think, honestly, is we're a lot too forgiving in hip-hop for allowing other people in our space. Like, we need to start doing stuff like that because we oh, just start okay, welcoming yeah. everybody. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, it's cool. But, like, when we start going in your spaces, it becomes an issue. So he was he was very clear, and he knew what he was doing. And I'm glad so you think, that even so though sometimes— you honestly think that was a racist standpoint of saying we don't play Beyonce. We're I'm not going to say he was being racist. I don't know if this particular person was being racist, but there are undertones of racism with it because it is a country song. So what's your issue with like playing a country song on a country station? I'm honestly thinking he just could be because of how fast that song hit. Bruh, listen, I'm this not, isn't new. I, I'm, I'm, when, I'm Old Town, to... when Old Town Road came out, they were recategorizing it where, where it wouldn't be country. And it was a country song. And the only thing you can think about is it had trap beat and a young black dude that we didn't know at the time, a young black gay man was singing it. He, the, the boy even had uh, Billy Ray Cyrus get on it, a country singer. And they still did not want to classify that song as country. And it's historically that has been an issue with that specific. All right. All right. Let's see. So, fellas. I mean, yeah, yeah. Talk to us. All right. Which, what's the problem? What y'all thinking, man? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I just think definitely think that there is a race aspect to it. I don't think there's any way around it. I don't think there's any way around it that um, they don't want, that they want to preserve certain music, certain things in culture, and just certain factions of of the financial world, right? <laughs> and this goes to, to goddamn real estate. Um, you know, this could be in, in baking, um, and, and right now it's in, it sounds like I said baking, in banking, and also um, in music, they're just holding certain parts for them. You know what I'm saying? And when I say them, I mean the dominant society. You could say um, the SWSs, the white supremacists, the suspected white supremacists. They got stuff like that out there. I ain't trying to go that far deep into the race part, but I, I think it only makes sense. And whether it's the, the one specific person that said this is racist or it's just a systemic issue, which I really think it is someone else has told him hey we don't play these type of artists hey we don't do this type of stuff on our station it's not him making the rules so yeah you can put it all on him but this is a bigger systemic issue where we have been tradition traditionally and systemically held out of these spaces and it's the reason why it's so dumb it goes way it's way bigger than old country road or whatever the little Nas X did <laughs> whatever he did <laughs> going down the, the uh, under road, the, the back road. Yeah, it ain't about that. This is going back all the way to the bluegrass music, um, the, that whole genre and how it fed up into country and how the biggest <laughs> artists from way back in the 1920s and 30s were inspired by the, the by the men and, and around the World War II era 
And they never gave him credit. They just stole the whole genre. I mean, this is the same thing they did with rock and roll. Um, it, it's it's just going to continue to happen if if we allow it to happen and we don't do things like Beyonce. So kudos to her for taking back the genre, becoming the hottest artist and making our history, um, remaking history, remaking history, because we already did this and we're just going to continue to do it again with every genre of music. Man, I, when I when I heard this and when I first saw it, I was like, "Damn, uh, Patriot Beyonce like that." Yeah, I can only imagine what they got a hold of one of us, like what they think about one of us, bro. Like Beyonce, one of the most popular artists, like figures in the world. Like, I, bro, and bro had a point. Like, we we so open and shout out to the white people I, I'm friends with, the white supporters, the white listeners. Please understand. I'm not talking about y'all. I love y'all. I'm talking about the racist motherfuckers, bro. Hey, bro. We let y'all in all the time, like bro said, like without a problem, bro. I I think it's what I got from it, bro, is like, damn, man. Like, because we good at everything naturally, right? We naturally have rhythm. We athletic. We just we just built like that, like like we all got vibranium in us as black people. So with the energy I was getting from is like, damn, can we? Can y'all got y'all got everything else? Can we have this? No, you can't. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And didn't Elvis didn't Elvis like steal some some his rock and roll move from a black man? Allegedly, yeah, yeah Chuck Berry. Right. So yeah, bro, y'all might stop crying like a little hoe. Beyonce gonna run the country charts too. That's just what it is. And I'm tired of I I don't think Beyonce did it for y'all accepting. She I think she's at the stage in her career where she can make any kind of music she wants. She already an icon, a legend, and it's gonna chart. So be mad about it. go cry in the car. And no, she yeah. from and she from the South. She grew yeah, she up did. on country music, man. I mean, this is what gospel music is, blues music. It ain't no different. And for them that just try to create a category or try to put these parameters around a category is, man, it just screams prejudice, racism, whatever you want to call it. It's just it disclusionary, right? They're trying to disclude people. And it's just uh, unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. But if you look back at the history of the banjo, the guitar, look all the way back to Africa. You see how we brought it over here. We created our own instruments on slave plantations. And this really picked up after World War II, um, after we didn't fought in all the wars and we were all mixed in together. They went and grabbed country music and and, um, you know, and, and history is history. Go ahead. Do your homework. I am not Wikipedia. All I do is just read. That's it. On, on the Internet. I'm going to just be be honest. I read on the Internet. Now, yeah, I just wanted to throw this out there is that one, I feel like regardless of what, you know, bro from the radio station said, especially like Jamal, what you said, going back to black people, we got to stop getting so angry because again, like I mentioned, she just became the first black woman to hit, you know, the hot 100 chart in country music. And that just goes to show, it reminds me of kind of back when we were in elementary school. And I remember a lot of people listening to this, I'm sure y'all can attest that y'all may have not felt that Eminem was the best rapper. And I remember them white kids, they probably mumbling their mouth, at least I got a father listening to Eminem and bros, you know what I mean? Hitting the top, right, right. So, like, my point being is that yeah, sometimes I feel like yeah, we just gotta stop getting so stuck up because we have we have bargaining chips where we were spending money. Now we don't have to. We can get on the streaming service. Yeah, you know I mean, most of y'all not paying for your Apple Music. If you smart, you got the family plan. It's about ten of y'all on there. Y'all paying two dollars. Like, you'd be all right. But that's part of it. And then another thing is going back on. Um, you know, if we want to quote unquote reclaim country music, you can do that at any time. Like, 
to your point, Jamal, I feel like, yeah, sometimes there's certain things that we shouldn't always accept. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with doing it if you know how to do it the right way. Because we can't. Right, exactly. Uh, Eminem made Dr. Dre a lot of money. Thanks. And there's a lot of white acts that came into hip hop. And at some point, yeah, there was some black dude who made a, a shit ton of money off it. So it is what it is. I feel like there's just a way to go about it properly. And sometimes as black people, we feel slighted. But that's kind of our fault because well, some they can't you, you know. You know why I don't mind white people being a part of hip hop? Because believe it or not, if you if you're a student of the game and you know hip hop, white people are a part of hip hop. I'm talking about early graffiti days. One of the best graffiti artists all ever is white. And I, I forgot what borough he's from in New York. Uh I don't know. I don't, do y'all know what I'm talking about? I forgot his name. <clears throat> but yeah, graffiti back in the 80s, 70 graffiti. Break dancing, all this hip hop, bro. One of the greatest graffiti artists is white, bro. And this is what my great grandfather used to talk about when I was a kid, bro. And I thought he was tripping. He was like, man, Jamal, I miss segregation. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, think about it. Just think, he, bro, I miss him because he was crazy, but he made points sometimes. And he he, he one of those crazy uh, old men. He'd be like, man, if you really sit down and think about it, he kind of got a point. He said, he used to tell me, Jamal, this is why I miss segregation. We had our own shit. We had our own communities. We had our own water faucets, fountains. We had our own jobs. Like, we we had to depend on each other to survive. That's why I miss seg segregation. Uh, he was like, I don't dislike white people. I don't hate white people. I'm just telling you why I feel. This is how I think it should have stayed. And I was like, man, I don't hate you tripping. Uh, pop, you know what I'm saying? But I kind of understand what he mean or what he was getting off at, but I don't but know, know, bro. But you know, it could have, it could have stayed. I mean, I don't want to get too because <laughs> I'll put on the political racial goofy right now. <laughs> Look, because you know what happened when we get our own. You seen what happened to Black Wall Street? You guys heard of Lake Lanier? That was a whole black town. They just dumped the whole water on because it was out there thriving. And you right. got to realize we never go and get them. They always come in to get us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They brought us across the water. We wasn't bringing them over here. We was first. First of all, we was already damn near over here. We didn't go to Europe and be like, we need a bunch of slaves. <laughs> we have been traveling the world. They brought some more up, but that's just neither here or there. But what I will say about this guy, and there was a, another guy, John Schneider, that was on Deuce of Hazard or whatever, that said, oh, they got to piss. They're like a, a dog marking territory. They got to piss that's everywhere. That, 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 was, that was racist. But and then also what this guy did at this radio station in Kansas City, y'all having the opposite effect. Y'all thinking y'all stopping shit. <laughs> y'all really putting the battery in our back. You're going to have her number one for the next five weeks. You guys already seen all the dance challenges. And if you were smart, just just do a song with Beyonce. Go ahead and hop on. Embrace her. Be a, be a feature because. It's it's only going to boost up your entire genre and, and boost up your market. So I don't understand why you're trying to shun people, especially people that are the most talented or have these huge rabbit fan, fan bases behind them. Why would you try to discriminate against them instead of just embracing it and take and, advantage of them like the old races used to? And then also, bro, maybe, yeah, that, that dog reference, yeah, we got to march shit because if we don't, y'all going to fucking take the credit for it. Right. Like, I know y'all be saying the memes like, man, in a hundred years, uh, Michael Jordan gonna be white. They gonna change his, they gonna change his, uh, his race. Yeah, bitch, we got a mortgage because if we don't, y'all gonna take credit for it. And I'm gonna be petty and say, 
Beyonce gonna become Beyonce is gonna be the greatest country singer of all time. Ha uh-huh. ha. Um, and we you gonna, got Taylor and we Swift make right sure there, that, man. She got a she. Got oh, she a, a country, Taylor Swift a country. Oh, she, she started off country. country. She started off country, but. Oh man, look, hey, hey, hey. That might um, be why Beyonce did this, because you know she started country. She went to pop. When you really think about it, country and pop, like the overlays, they they're very close. Like it's like I said to me, and maybe you know I'm a little ignorant sounding this. It's just it's a little more twang when I hear country music, whereas pop is just like you feel like ah, this could be this guy could be from anywhere in the, in the world. But when you hear country, like ooh, he's from some race. Man, be, be, I say from fucking Houston, Texas, like, bro, like Houston, Houston is a city with over a million and a half people, bro, but it's city, but it's country too, meaning it's a concrete jungle, but if you go in certain areas, you'll think you in Django. Down home on the range, yeah. <laughs> right, right, literally, bro, and if, I'm telling you, you go, you go one mile down the street, you, you back in the city. It's just so she's from the country. She can do what the fuck she want. Man, get over it. Stop crying. Stop being a bitch about it. Go make another genre, man. Yeah, don't like it. We're going to come back with another, you know what I mean, chart top. But like I said, to the radio host, we don't know y'all. To Beyonce, keep it going. Yeah, facts, man. Be high. Y'all better embrace Beyonce and Azalea Banks. I got a, I got a problem with she funny as hell to me, but she's yeah, gonna she try funny. to put her versus K Michelle, uh, Beyonce and K Michelle try to pit them against each other. Talking about K Michelle, she really know how to do country. Ain't nobody checking. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. But y'all embrace Beyonce. Stop hating on that lady, man. She's one of the That's best of all time. And yeah, shout not. out to K Michelle. I ain't gonna say nothing bad about K. Not today. I've been meeting. Which is why I'm going to segue, fellas, into Benzino, because that was another pressing this week. And um, we actually do have a clip for y'all. So I'm just going to briefly say is it ends in some Benzino crying. Um, Jamal, what you got for us? All right. This clip is from Hip Hop DX. They get all the credit for this clip. I do not. We do not own this clip. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get the clip for y'all, man. Yeah, y'all didn't see this, man. This shit was funny. <laughs> Hey, the turnaround, <laughs> what what uh 24 hours to do, right? They said it was all right. good just a week ago. Now that now this is where we at, man. God Yeah, ready? You know, yep. Yeah. All right, here you go, hip hop BH. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking ass, bro. So it looks like Benzino has had a change of heart when it comes to his opinion on Eminem. Hey, it's Asia Sky for Hip Hop DX, and get this. Benzino has had a momentary change of heart when it comes to his hatred of Eminem, declaring that there is a place in rap for the Detroit legend. During an emotional episode of Drink Champs, Benzino started out by doubling down on his past disdain of M, reiterating his opinion that he won their most recent battle, and asking why Eminem failed to respond to his latest diss. However, a few moments later, a visibly intoxicated Benzino was nearly moved to tears by the effects of the alcohol and reflected on how his beef with Eminem has escalated. Man, like, come on, man. Enough is enough. <laughs> Bloggers and all that. I don't give a fuck. I've had more money than all you niggas. No. I have more money than all you niggas. Y'all can't tell me shit. But I'm still from four corners on the street, nigga. I barely graduated. My mother's dead. I love my mother. My mother's the only person that really loved me in life. Hip hop was giving us. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. All this beef and all this bullshit. These people are laughing at us. Come yeah. on, man. I love Dave Mays. I love everybody. Really? I got pride, too. I didn't want to go out like a sucker. I love everybody, man. Man, that ain't no bad person. 
He belongs in hip hop. Uh. It's a big racist problem in America right now, and Eminem could probably stop stop half of it. Like, no. bro, like that's this. The, all he got to do is come to the table that's and this. That's the message. That's the message. That's the message. Fuck all of them. But that's the message. Man, that nigga drunk as fuck. Yeah, they need a they need a cut off at drink chance, man. Because at some point, it just starts to ruin the the whole episode. I mean, but at the same time, that that was the clip, right? That's the clip. That's what everybody's watching. But it really kind of kills the integrity, I believe, of some of the interviews. But at the same time, it's entertaining as hell. But he was drunk as fuck. Yeah, when that nigga knocked that, when that nigga knocked that mic over, I was nori on. Hey, edit this shit out, hey, bro. Because he at the beginning of the episode, he took one big ass uh, sip with uh, whatever they was drinking, uh, and everybody was like, "Oh shit!" Because I watched this whole episode earlier today. Um, I'm worried about Benzino, man. I'm gonna keep it a stake. We clown about Benzino a lot, and it's all in fun. It's not in bad. Like it's not in nothing malicious. But bro, he he he's a hip hop legend. Like his music ain't my style of music, but that's me personally. But bro, just him for what he did for hip hop in the source alone, uh, makes him an icon. Bro, I hope, I hope he gets together, man, because he 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 is he's too important to the culture. And y'all know how I feel about the source. You know how I feel like the source should be still popping and thriving. I shouldn't be getting that clip from hip hop DX. I shouldn't be getting that clip from the source, but. You know, y'all know how I feel about that. No, that's a hundred. I was just gonna say, uh, just to throw out there, a part of me to y'all when y'all say they should cut them off. It's like I look at hot ones, and granted, it's not alcohol, but it's like you know what I mean. These people is eating wings that their tongue is ready to fall off, and you asking them pressing questions depending on what it is. It's like I get it, but I also think at some point, yeah, it's like who's around you, right, to even tell you yeah, he ain't mentally ready to take an interview, or you know what I mean, or whatever the case is, because like. Yeah, he needed it, but Nori and them, you know what I mean? That's his man's or supposed to be, right? They cool all these years. It's like, nah, yeah, just take a break at least. Just take a 30 minute, you know what I'm saying? Get right, this man right. some water. <laughs> Get this man some take water. Get some milk. He had a Get few moments some. in there where it was like, even then, you know what I mean? They was laughing, but it's like not to bring too much up when he was talking about Coke. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, we be coked out sometimes. And DJ FM was like, no, we don't. And then he was like, "Come on, like, <laughs> come on, man! You know, we, you know, we be getting on, like, no, like, man, Aww. the sponsors is watching this. Are you crazy? We didn't used to do nothing. But Nori just had that big weight loss too, man. Nori ain't got time for this shit. Not at all. He like, man, y'all ain't see me do nothing white, but maybe a donut, and that was my cheat day. Yeah, bro. I don't yeah, know. But, Benzino, man. Now, let's it. talk about when Benzino said, though, that he won. He, he 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 tried to say that he beat Eminem in the rap battle. And I came on the episode. I called it. I knew somebody had wrote. I told you it was fire, right? That second when <laughs> he came out, the rap uh, Elvis or whatever, that shit was flames. But it definitely wasn't him. A lot of people think it was either Math Hoffa or Cassidy. Those are the two names. I actually think it's Math Hoffa uh, listening in. Um, but and then he going to get on there and say Cassidy could, could kill Eminem in a battle. Maybe that's debatable. I ain't going to hate him on that. But, you know, for him to backpedal so hard, uh, obviously under the influence from hating him for the last 20 years to basically sucking the man off on the goddamn drink channel, <laughs> talking about he he nice and he he, he the belong in hip hop and I would give him a hug and come on, bro. Cool. Where, yeah, like, yeah. I, I just, you crying over him? You crying over him now? 
do you know what Eminem is doing laughing? He in the he in the Detroit Batcave laughing right now. <laughs> like, got his ass, didn't need to have a response. This is the response, it's over. And um, you know, he definitely lost the war. Not that it was ever in question. Uh well, actually it was in question for about 10 minutes when I was listening to rap Elvis. I'm like, okay, he got his ass a little bit. Oh, I I don't give, I'm gonna keep it a stack. This is a rap battle I never never gave a fuck about. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean, bro, when I when I think of Eminem, I don't think of Benzino, like, at all. So, to me, me personally, bro, when it's a rap battle, it got to make sense to me. Like, everybody know the history between DMX and Jay-Z, right? Like, everybody know that. Jay-Z and Nas, 50 and Jay, it got to make sense. Who the fuck? Like, wh whoever writing this script that we call life, especially in hip-hop, and what season and what script they wrote Benzino versus Eminem? Cause y'all know when when with shows TV shows with the, they're saying that it, it hit the what is that hit the shark? What's man? Come on, man! I help me. When, when the show jumps the shark. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that time when the show is just like it's a it's a point in time in the show where the show just like nah, that ain't it, and it never recovered. Like oh, if yeah, the jump shark, yep. yeah, if if this shit, this is the jumping shark moment. Who, who wrote this? I don't care about Eminem versus Benzino. Like, I care about both of them because of their importance to hip hop, but not against each other, bro. Like, man, I don't know how, like, how did it, how did it, I know how it started. How did it get back to this point? Like, I, I think I actually did a couple episodes ago, too. I genuinely think it was just, and I don't want to say he picked this up, but in, if you're Benzino, I mean, it's smart, right? Eminem, 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 Eminem is still hot. So it's like, realistically, like you said, you know, outside of the source, to my knowledge, uh, Benzino hasn't dropped, you know, several albums and what, you know. What, Why Eminem. is Benzino still trying to rap? Well, I think what is this not stemming from Coyle Ray and Eminem uh, possibly doing a feature or something like that. And I believe he I may so. have declined her because of the whole Benzino thing. I'm not sure, but I believe that has something to do with it because he was mentioning Coyle Ray quite a bit. And so that was why Benzino felt like he had the response because he was getting killed by his own daughter and killed by his, uh, you know, his longtime rap nemesis, Eminem. It's just, uh, he, it's just sad. The same song? No, 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 no. They wasn't on the same song, I don't think. I oh, think he I so I think Coyle Ray wanted a feature, and I'm could be completely wrong about this. I think she wanted a feature by Eminem basically to get at um Benzino, but Eminem like uh declined and, and it it came out in the news, so on and so forth. But so why really, are you it, mad at Eminem? Me mad at your fucking daughter. Did Eminem do well, Eminem came out with the disc first though? But right? uh, yeah, but if, that's if that's why you gotta respond with, though. You gotta but, respond. Right. But if he want, if he want, she want to do a song with Eminem again at her pops, and he declined it. Even if you and him have problems, then that's that's still some type of respect because he he ain't have to decline shit. Right, man. Could it took her money and been on. I was just gonna say too. Let's be real. It ain't like we hear about Eminem just popping out on people neither. So I kind of feel like right. somebody. You know, what I mean, you poked the bear because it was. <laughs> Made, it made sense. Let's be real. We wouldn't necessarily be talking about Benzino right now in this light per se had this beef not kind of been, you know, recooked up. So it's just sad exactly. that this is what's defining him and this is how it ended. He he could have kept. He could have left strong. He could have actually. I would have came on uh, Drink Chance with another verse and really ended him. 
uh, instead. At this point, yeah, if you, I would have just kept going with the rapping because again, he he, he can't out rap Eminem. <laughs> no, he can't. But if he just keeps rapping, at least it'll start to make sense. Because now, when you stop rapping, and you know, regardless of whether you need Ryan, it or not, yeah. you start talking like that. Now it looks crazy because the first thing people thinking is, man, how old is Benzino? Because people are like, man, I've been drunk, but I ain't never been that drunk. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. That nigga was knocking the mic over. I'm like, oh man, bro. I'm, I don't got the mic up. I'm like, yeah, that's how you like you grab like the little homie when you drunk. Yeah, man. You know, hey, man, get off me. Like, that's the mic up, bro. Being a rapper got to be the most annoying job on the planet. I don't got time to be a nigga say some fucked up, disrespectful stuff about me. I don't got time to be going in a booth screaming at no mic, bro. I'm going to catch ass at the Soul Train Awards, the VMAs, in the green room. You eat some cheese and some crackers. And I'm, I'm going to give you about six of them. And it's going to be on the news. They're going to talk about it on the Breakfast Club in the morning, bro. Because, man, I'm going to, bro, I have. I Especially have with patience. Eminem. Especially with Eminem. Right. You ain't winning that anyway. So, <laughs> Right. I have more patience with women than I do with guys, bro. I just do. Because I can't put my hands on a woman. I can put my hands on you, Slim Shady. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm thinking if I'm Benzino because he there's no chance in here he out rapping Eminem. So he might as well let that go. Stop, stop, bro. Stop. Bring the swords back. You know, happy for him, like I said, for you know, hopefully get his life on it. But yeah, <laughs> to the source. What we doing? What we doing? Fellas, I want to dive into some basketball, uh, specifically NBA basketball, because we just passed NBA All-Star Weekend. Celebrity game, dunk contest, and whatnot. I'm going to be honest with you. I was doing some work, but I did watch it all. And overall, people said it was, you know, hot trash. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think I agree. Um, So I want to know from what you guys have seen, whether you sat down and watched the whole thing, clips or not, what did you think of NBA All-Star Game this year with 211, uh, the first team to score 11, 200, rather, was the Eastern Conference? And what do you think would, would pretty much help possibly bring it back? Because, like I said, that's the running narrative is that they suck now. And they have... How the fuck you let a D-leaguer win a dunk contest two years in a row? Last year, a nigga played for the, the Sixers. Wait, wait, you don't know Mac McClung from high school? No. Oh, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That shit don't mean a motherfucking thing. No, no, no. Right, just, <laughs> Duncan, like, he was just a dunker. Now, that's what I mean when I say cold. Not as a player, cold dunker. Oh, I can tell, because that's the only thing I know about him. And he a D-league player. How the fuck? Jalen Brown, bro. That's the one. Talk to let him. Me, look. Let me highlight you real quick, sir. First of all, have on the floor. Look. <laughs> first of all, I appreciate the fact that you a star and you got in the dunk contest. That's some real nigga shit. Cause it was lacking star power. I appreciate you for that, King. But my nigga, you sat four six costing that in a fucking chair. And jumped over him and tried to do the what's the dude dunk with the blindfold dunk? He jumped over a nigga who four foot, didn't do the dunk and came down and down. It was the D Brown, right? D Brown is who originally did it and killed. That shit must stand for that shit must stand for dab. Because what the fuck was that? Bro, this this weekend, look, man, (laughs) the, the three point contest is clearly the main event. Let's, let's get rid of the dunk contest for a couple of years, bro, because it's not working. Niggas in the All-Star game, bro, ain't, I, I'm i used to All-Star games, alley-oops, one-on-ones, niggas going back and forth at each other one-on-one. All they was doing is shooting 40, 60 for the three-pointers, three bro. Like, that's all niggas want to do now. Niggas don't even want to dunk and throw alley-oops no more, bro. I'm good on the All-Star break, bro. 
Luka Doncic and Yoke Joker are two fat, lazy motherfuckers. They are horrible <laughs> to watch. They are horrible to watch an All Star game, bro. But they can ball real games though. Right, that's facts. That's cool. But man, come on, Sam. Like, if you don't want to play, just accept the the, the All Star bid and don't fucking show up. You didn't like that self uh self alley oop from Luca? No, yeah, from a six nine. How you six nine and get hung, bro? I think Jamal, that's the worst part about them in a way is that yeah, like we all know how talented they are. The NBA can't afford not to have these guys play. Man, sit on man, yes, they can. They're not fun to watch in they an all star game. They're but they know, watch. you know what I mean. But they know, and I think that's. The, I mean, not to say that those two in particular couldn't have been replaced, but I think the biggest part is they just too damn known. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. looking yeah. at the analytics from this, I believe they got four million viewers <laughs> in the All Star. <laughs> compared to four million, I, the peak was uh, Jordan's last All Star game. Uh, I want to say over 10, 15 years ago, um, and. Uh, one of Kobe's was right in the nine millions, but they only 10 and nine million. And this year was the lowest. I, I want to say in the last 20 years at 4 million. And they was up there trying to hype up the game saying, we going to really be competitive this year from where from half court. Cause that's Dame Lillard was out there. I, I want to give a shout out to Dame though, for at least going for it. Obviously he didn't play no defense. I think he didn't even take any two or two point shots. I think he only took three. He also won the three point contest too. So, you know, and they had four alley oops. They had four. Like, I I think they had four or five alley oops the whole game. I can believe it because they said there was like two fouls, <clears throat> like two fouls. I think the big thing too is like um because Anthony Edwards mentioned he was like you know a lot of people ain't trying to really play and do too much when it comes down to that. I think that needs to be part of your contract, and it's not a slight to any of the NBA players, but when you're making two three hundred million over five six years, I don't think it's too much to ask that for these three days you go out here and do something a little extra for these fans because. Most people, whether they live in Indiana or not, they bought tickets to multiple events. So they came here realistically, whether they came, you know what I mean, on Friday or the Saturday. They wanted to see people go off. Like, even Anthony Edwards, it was like, yeah, it's cool, I get it. But it's like, bro, using your left hand, shooting off the side of the fucking backboard. Like, ain't nobody coming here paying to see that. Like, you dragged it. Didn't Luca throw up a 70-footer, too? I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. From the free throw line on the other side of the court. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. If I went in, I would have been like, cool, put him on the globe, try this next year. But it was so far off, it pissed me off. <laughs> Man, now I, I I didn't watch a, a a lick of this. I didn't watch none of the All Star game. I seen a couple clips. I definitely didn't watch. As soon as I seen that dab from Jalen Green on the ground, you already on the ground, sir. <laughs> you gonna hit the. No, he hit a damn. Four foot tall, my nigga. Yeah, you just jumped over the chair. Just you just jumped over the chair. You didn't even jump over Kai. It's just a chair that you jumped over. So I watched literally none of that. I only seen those two dunks. That was it. Um, and I will say I don't think I don't look at Jalen Brown as a dunker. Like I, I I mean he can dunk, but he's not like a high flyer. Yeah, he he's a game dunker. Yeah. Game dunk. He threw it in a yeah. tomahawk jam. Like, where is obviously he's not here right now, but where is John Morant in the dunk contest? Well, he, what is going bro, on? The, with the, the dream dunk contest I want to see is John Morant, Zion, Anthony Edwards. Why is it Zion? And, why is it Zion on the, too in busy the dunk contest? Porn stars, man. Come on, man. You know how he is. He should have been in there the first year. That doesn't make no sense. They so I believe what's what's wrong with it. They need to incentivize it the same way they did the, the tournament. Whether it's a, what they do in baseball and the winner goes home and gets home court advantage in the finals, right? Either east or west, or they just give everybody a million dollars. 
If you win, you get a million. If you don't, you get zero because they don't need the money. You can't do 50,000. You can't do 500. It's got to be a million dollars because they would make so much more money and just bring it down. Just like uh, what was the show, the, the Chinese show where they was all getting killed um, <laughs> for the money? Watching. Uh, <laughs> the one that was on Netflix and they came back with the uh oh damn I can't think oh uh, Squid Games Squid Games they need to yeah the money need to come <laughs> down like Squid Games after the game they just pick it up and then hopefully they give some to charity but I believe believe that's the only way to to fix this and uh, uh, I'm, the, a, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it a stack because y'all the, the celebrity game Friday was more entertaining than the All Star game oh, shout out to my guy Micah nah yeah, nah Micah Parsons was chucking. Bro, bro took about 40 shots and was just he, But he definitely, he was playing serious. He was, but I've seen him a few times, and I want to yeah, call him out. You cannot be clapping for the ball when you running behind somebody and they got somebody wide man, open. Man, man, man was trying to get buckets, bro. And he he was playing hard and serious, and NFL players get paid way less than NBA players. But that's, you know why he was doing that, though? Because he didn't win shit this year. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to get. He was the shoe in for the de- uh, defensive player of the year and didn't get shit. Wasn't even close. I don't even know how he got. He was actually, I think, in the top two of the votes or the top three, which w- just not, wasn't warranted. But yeah, he got that MVP though. You know what I'm saying? We gonna get our MVP. He ain't passing the ball. I see him bro throw a whole temper tantrum. Hey, he was wide open though, bro. Like, he was open, open. I would have been pissed. What the fuck y'all fly me out here for, bro? And, and y'all wouldn't give me the ball. I would have walked off the court in the middle of the game. Y'all saw him with Shannon Sharp cousin that? Comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that shit was so funny. That's but yeah, it's funny. sad that the celebrity game was more entertaining than the actual All-Star game. Uh, I don't know how to fix it, fellas. Uh, give them millionaires who already got their $100 million contract. Give them my extra million. I don't know if this is enough. I mean, so I mean, to me, actually, it's real easy to fix. I, I, I mean, if they want to commit, I, th- I do think there has to be an incentive. But they just got to pick up defense at half court. It's got to be a full court because the thing is, they can pull up from so deep that if you don't play them, they're obviously just gonna make the three. And then when you step up, the way the lane is wide open for them to dunk. So they just got to pick up full court and the coaches have to mandate that or sit their ass down. Hey, and if you don't play t- 10 minutes or 20 minutes and you're not giving us meaningful stats, then you don't get the million dollars. I don't know if that'll work, but uh, I think they were playing pretty uh, serious for the in-season tournament. So I, I believe there's a way that you can do it if you incentivize it either by playoff seating or some type of home court advantage or the, the money. Money going to talk. The only thing about the money, right, because with the Lakers – Half them players don't get shit. You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron, LeBron, he don't need it. But he said he was playing for the guy on the end of the bench that needed that 500000 At the All-Star game, every single one, most of them are max players. So you do have a point there. They're going to have to get like $10 million. <laughs> I'm about to say, even the ones who ain't max players, you probably got some type of $20, 30000000 incentive this season alone just because you made the All-Star game. Like Julius Randle, he has a crazy bunch of so. Yeah, man, it's going to... They got it's just the defense. It's it's not obviously. I like the offense. I don't have actually. I don't have that much complaints about them pulling threes. You wouldn't score two hundred if there was defense played. Yeah, yeah. it's not happening. Like it's just not happening. I don't care how good you are. It's not happening. Like even when I'm watching like Joker and Lucas, some of them passes they was making, bro. I was just like, come on, man. This is what you would be doing if you was at like uh, L.A. Fitness, like literally before the game started with your homie. Just eh. 
These coaches man. gotta have more pride too, man. I mean, it's, it it just goes all the way around. They should have pride in losing. I mean, you remember the year that Iverson in the uh, the East they beat. Uh, I believe it. Want to say it was Kobe in the West by one point. And it was two thousand one. They made two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. It was going crazy. That. You know, and because they had pride, Vince Carter and all them guys had pride. They didn't want to lose. They didn't care what weekend it is, how much money they was getting paid. It's about pride, and they was playing defense to the oh, oh, three. Oh, Michael Jordan last All Star game started in three, went into double overtime. That was it's one crazy. of them. Oh, 2000, 2001, the one y'all just said, 2003 was was two of the best All Star games. 2004 went into overtime. That's the one with T Mac uh, to itself, bro. So it's, it's it, but this is just a different era, generation of players. Like, they just, their mentality is different, bro. And yeah, I think they played before them. Before we move on, there was there was one year in, in recent history that I thought was actually decent. I want to say it was one of the LeBron versus Durant's, but they changed the format to where they were trying to get to a certain point total. I don't know if you guys remember right. that. In every yeah, quarter, they would rack some. So really, at the end of every quarter, you seen that they would ramp up in defense and try to win the quarter. And then the same thing at the end of the game. Well, we were, it's the first team to 186. So you see, once they got to about 175, those last five minutes was serious basketball. So, and LeBron hit the <laughs> my God, Brown, the fadeaway hit yeah. the fadeaway game winner. So I do think there's a way for them to do it. I I, I personally thought that format was pretty good, but it really just takes <clears throat> a full buy-in. Yeah, and Brown gonna get it right once he get up off the Lakers. He gonna come be a part of the NBA. He's gonna be either in the ownership position or he's gonna be a consultant. He gonna get it right, man. Yeah, they like Brown. Definitely going to be good to see fellas moving forward. And I'm um, speaking of moving forward and staying on the sports topic in CAA football. Um, obviously, I'm sure y'all just like me, we grew up. This was a staple for us, you know, whether it was college basketball, or football. But now there's a trailer because they're thinking about bringing the game back. Now, with that being said, fellas, obviously we all know about NIL and with you know players getting paid this, that, and the third. One, do you think it's good for them to bring NCAA football back? And two. You know, what do you think as far as yeah, how this may even affect players with paying this that, and third? What's your take on all that? Man, if I'm 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 a diva. I would be a diva. That's cool and all, but if I'm not getting paid, don't put me in the game. Don't put my likeness in the game. That's just how I'm coming. And I'm an NCAA football fan. I spent hours as a teenager, bro, playing like uh playing NCAA franchise mode with LSU. Um I'm excited as a fan, as a player. Um, I will see what that money like. If it ain't to my liking, they don't put me in the game. So it's it's it's. But as a fan, hell yeah, I'm lit. I'm getting that first. I'm copping that first day. You be you gonna be number ninety seven in the game? Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I was gonna they, say they, in the back. It better not look like me at all. <laughs> man, that nigga look like me. Number seven. Ah, uh, don't man. be putting me in this game. Now, but I mean. I think it's a good opportunity, obviously, but especially for the top players. And that's where you're going to see the big discrepancies and you're going to see the variance in pay because there's no way that the players at the end of the bench are going to get the same as the Colorado players or the top players in in college football. There's going to be huge differences between, um, you know, the million dollar contracts that they get versus they're probably going to offer everyone a base pay a thousand dollars or something crazy. Let me ask you this. Does 2K pay all the NBA players the same? Because that's not only, yeah, I, I don't see why you can't just pay the college player the same if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I I guess you would have to strike up a contract with the NCAA, you know, specifically, right, straight to them. 
um, because I, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about the NBA. What, what we do know, though, is what Jordan did back in the day. He said, take my ass out the game, right? <laughs> He's one of the first and only players I could think of that was like, nah. you can just- Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller did the same? Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, Rasheed Wallace was another one for a while that they, yeah. They, they want just free. number 23 yeah. out there. It's like you can't put me in the game. And Charles Barkley, he said he'll never get in the game because they don't, I don't think they don't pay the legends or something like that. It's something weird. So, so I mean, yeah, I would, I, I would, that would be interesting to see how the NBA does it um, and the NFL and see how they do it. Obviously, we know they get paid for covers, but I never heard of them getting paid any extra because if I'm Steph Curry, if I'm goddamn uh, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, you got. Y'all better come up out some money. Y'all want me in this damn game. Otherwise, I'm gonna be fit number 15 out there. <laughs> who who, who y'all think gonna be the cover athlete? I'm gonna go with I'm a, I'm gonna be a home. I'm gonna go with Jaden Dash. That's what I'm gonna think. That's what I think gonna be the cover or uh athlete. Who y'all think is gonna be? Is it gonna be some uh, Deion Sanders son? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if they go with Shador. Shador. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they go Shador either. That's, I mean, that would be my vote. I'm not big on NCAA right now. I'm gonna, we'll see, we'll see if I if I hop into it this next coming year. But uh, Jaden Daniels, I thought he came out. He decided to stay. Oh yeah, but you know how they used to do, like back in the day, they the cover athlete would be the person, the quarterback who from the year before, even if they're in the league. I remember when Reggie Bush got drafted. And the year the same year he got drafted, he was on the cover of NCAA 05 and he was in the NFL. So I don't know if they're gonna do it like that, but if he's if, if they change it like y'all, y'all like you just said, uh, I can never see Shador. But it's gonna be a lot of pressure level to already the pressure of him and his his pops uh, coach prime guy. So you know, they uh, might have been see. doing that because they couldn't pay yeah. them to be on the cover when they was in, in the NCAA. That's so true, my, that's true. So they had to wait till they was like pro and now we can pay you. So that might have been a whole loophole that they had. So, yeah, I guess anybody could be game now. But I think it's dope. I mean, I, I like the final uh, March Madness game back in the day. Um, as long as the gameplay is dope, that's all that matters to me, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah, I agree. I'll definitely be playing it. Like I said, I think the main thing is make sure y'all get it right as far as, like, features and whatnot. Because nowadays, like I said, you all competing against Madden, realistically. Because, yeah, most people know some of these guys. Oh, man, man, suck. No, not, I hear a lot of people here yeah, make complaints about Madden regardless, but like you, you also know people going to buy it every year. You know, NCAA can do the same thing. I think they're going to definitely have something in the pocket. But to me, I feel like paying the players is something. If I'm them, I do it um, even across the board, and then I come in with brand endorsements and whatnot. That's what separates the stars from the guys. So it's like, hey, man, we're going to give you the same $10,000 base pay, but we got this deal over here with Ruffles for you because you probably you're going to be a Heisman candidate this year. So this is another 20, 30, 40, whatever thousand. And I think that may incentivize and may make everything work. Hey, to the listeners, man, I, hope, I want y'all to – Pick who y'all think will be the cover uh, athlete for NCAA. Hell yeah. Let us know. Let us know. And if you're going to play the game, let us know that too. We want to hear what's your thoughts on it as well. Appreciate y'all. Let's get it, man. But fellas, moving on into the world of comedy. It's been a, I mean, a shaky year. I guess you could say we start with Cat Williams and the trend has not stopped. Shannon Sharp has remained hot as fish grease. And uh, now, after the Mike Epps debacle, uh, Eddie Griffin, I guess you could say, he was victimizing Shannon Sharp. Some say he became the victim because he ended up having to crawl back and apologize for insinuating and pretty much saying that Shannon Sharp was gay. So, um, fellas, one, 
What do you think of Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps making up right before All-Star Weekend, you know, shaking hands and whatnot in Indianapolis? And two, what are your thoughts on Eddie Griffin now calling him gay, apologizing? What's your take? Well, he called him well, gay, gay, right? Yeah, Shannon Sharp. No, ain't, ain't Mason Shannon Sharp beefing live? I believe they had, yeah, something <clears throat> brewing as well. I could be wrong, but yeah. Man, uh, my, wait, wait, before go you go, go my go biggest ahead. issue with this is yeah, all these guys want to say something to Shannon Sharp, they want to have an issue. They ain't got no issue when they see Shannon Sharp and them big ass <laughs> <laughs> traps, shoulder muscles, and them tight shirts and shit. It's you painful. ain't gonna say shit. So you might as well just be like, hey, Shannon, a wild boy, just keep it cool. Stop with all the gay shit and all the bullshit if you ain't going to do nothing in, in person. And, of course, I mean, it's all jokes. You can say whatever you want. And it's not supposed to really be a fist fight. But just to see the way Mike Epps folded. <laughs> but uh, I did like his joke. I, he said, I, I have my pistol on him. He said, I have my pistol on me just in case. And you're going to get to shoot him. But uh, just overall, overall, I mean, it just brings a whole negative stigma to the, to the whole uh, idea of comedy to me. And the fact that they can't take a joke and they get seriously mad at Shannon Sharp and he's just out here commentating, y'all supposed to be comedians and y'all getting offended. Why are comedians sometimes so damn sensitive and they can't take the joke? I, I was just about to say that I, I'm to the point, and I'm not in the comedy world like that. I'm to the point, comedians worse than rappers, bro. They because so, I tell people can't be sensitive, especially because you're gonna dish out and say some stuff. And me personally, I, you know, I can tell people I'm only sensitive after I just came. Real shit. Other than that. <laughs> It ain't, ain't nothing to me. I'm cool. Oh, man. Man, I'm nigga. And, and Shannon Sharp said, Cat Williams told him that after the interview. He, Shannon Sharp said, Cat told him, look, man, people gonna start coming after you after this interview. And it's going to be people you thought you was cool with. And it's happening, bro. Like, dog. If you want to come on. That to you. I think that's really what it was. If that was only seen maybe four to five million times, you wouldn't be that pissed. But once you hear 58 million, you're like, man. People who never knew me, this is all they know about me now is that I stole this from Cat Williams or I can't read or I can't this. Like, bro, it's really... Yeah. Earthquake illiterate. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, just say that, bro. You ain't got to do all that extra shit. Y'all like, niggas too old. Y'all too old. Y'all been around... Y'all in the game. Y'all been around too long for that. Y'all playing that millennial Gen Z shit. Like, no, you want to go on the show, just say that. Just come on the show and wait your turn. You ain't going to like, even it, because it, uh, supposedly Mike has asked to be on the show, right? And then I, maybe he didn't get the response quick enough and wasn't able to get up on the platform and, and started dissing. Just just be patient. Be patient. Make sure you got your, your, your tea ready, nice and hot. And, and get your ass on the show, man, because really you're just cutting yourself out of content. I hate when people, and, and this is not cutting off the the... Uh, the the arm that feeds you, whatever that saying is, because he hasn't fed them quite yet, and that might be a pause. But um, at the same, you just you're just killing the opportunity before it even gets there. Why are you why are you destroying this man? Why are you sabotaging your own career by going at him personally when you could just wait your turn, be cool with the man, get on the show once, twice, three times. Looks like Shannon Sharp just got an open uh, open policy. Just come on the show, speak your word, speak your truth. And um, I think that's where we're just missing content, it's, but especially from goddamn uh, Eddie Griffin. Come on, man. Come on, Eddie Griffin. Eddie like Griffin. Him, we ain't, I like Eddie Griffin, too. We ain't seen shit from Eddie 
except for him just acting crazy and not really being well, uh, you know, well loved or uh, not having great turnouts. I haven't seen anything really positive from him over the last couple years. So for this to be him calling him gay, gay, and it's just uh, it's just doing the, he's doing the most. Man, old 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 niggas always talking about the young generation is, is starting to act just like them. And this ain't even, but it's Shannon Sharp ain't even the young generation though. It's like I know you're saying just like the new times and everything, but you would think that these guys would would be on the same like level, same stage with with Shannon Sharp and could see eye to eye and come to an understanding. Y'all from the old school, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. And they just not acting old school. They acting like the young generation. Right. I think the biggest thing exactly. Just- I don't want to you know, ponder on it too long is that, right? Sometimes when money and feelings get involved, I think that kind of, because not for nothing, a lot of these stars, whether they've been comedians for 20 years, 25, a lot of them ain't buku rich, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. some of these people, you know what I mean, whether it's a Desi Banks or a Country Wayne, some of these guys then came out and made 20s and 30s of million in you know, a short amount of time. So it's not to say that anybody's necessarily jealous because of that, but I feel like if I was Mike Epps, the better way to get into that position would have been like, yo, man, let me come on here and spit my truth. Because now it's like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know what you're about to talk about. Same with Cat Williams, same with Monique. You know what I mean? Now it feels like a little more authentic. And now even when Shannon Sharp is interviewing, I feel like there would have been less problems there as opposed to when people felt like, oh, nah, this is Shannon Sharp's buddy. He letting him just come on here and bash me. Because that's what it seemed like a lot of people who didn't like the Cat Williams, were like D.L. Hughley, that's what it seemed like. You know what I mean? Like, that's why he's like, oh, I'm never coming on there. Hey, bro, just say you don't like what they said on there, but it ain't like he forced them to. He said, "Oh, like he said he ain't never going on there." He said he's never going on. This is Man, recent. Who, who, who gives a we fuck? We don't need you. <laughs> don't yeah, need go to Vlad. Go to Vlad like you always do. Thank you. You know what I mean? But with that being said, that's how I feel. Like I said, at some point, I got to take these. These just grown men and women saying the pain. If you mad that this reached 58 million people, get on there, you know, take your shot at 58 million people. And look, no, I, no, I, I said... I said, cut off the <laughs> bite the hands that feeds you. I'm tripping. I know what you meant. I wasn't going to say it. And when you was like, pulled, I was like, oh, this guy's comedy. He's funny. <laughs> hey, but real talk, I think you hit the, uh, look, let me go here with another idiom. You hit the nail on the head right there. Um, there is, it's, there is a, a jealousy. There, there's, there is some jealousy there because these comedians have been doing uh, what a lot of these people have been doing since the 90s. For over the last 20 years, went in with their personality, just being themselves, making people laugh and making people crack up and having eyes on them. And they a lot of them have nothing to show for just because of the nature of the business. But now you see a Kai Sanat, a Desi Banks and people like this able to make a, a lot of money overnight. And, and and they need to just get looped in. Stop. You know, I think they should just embrace it. Try to get looped in with the uh, younger generation, because I believe they will be open to you and, and, and just find your lane. But th- it's the same thing in basketball. You know, you got the pioneers of basketball is doing this. Dusty ain't doing nothing. The same thing with football. They barely making it. Half of them is is bankrupt after the third year. And then you see these huge contracts. They make it three hundred million. Damn. That shit got to hurt because you didn't build the whole league up. But um, I, I believe that is a huge, uh, a huge issue that that have, that plays a part in this. So it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, I'm hopefully, you know, in due time, you know, everybody can to use another idiom, kiss and make up. Of <laughs> hey, that's the uh, new no. name of it. That might be the name of this podcast, the idiom cast. <laughs> no, no, fuck it. Cut off I'm the arm that them. feeds you. I'm not one of them. I'm on your ass for life. Especially since you being you acting like a little hoe. <laughs> I feel like you know it's serious when he's talking to him like that. <laughs> <laughs>
Nah, I don't, I don't got time for that shit. I'm, I'm Hollywood, but I ain't that Hollywood. I respect I'm Hollywood. Yeah, fuck all that. Stay up. Go to Vlad, damn nigga. It's where you comfortable. Yeah, yeah, go to where you want it. Right. Like, I got like 10 episodes. Man. Man, like I said, like I said, hope. Just make up, but I'm speaking of um, love. There's no love for love, fellas, when it comes to Usher and Chili. Now, this is breaking the news, honestly, because on top of, obviously, we've seen Usher with the tour, Super Bowl. Usher got married, and then days later, I'm not sure if the interview was recorded then, but it hit the news that, you know, Usher was talking about how Chili pretty much broke his heart when they broke up, this, that, and the third. And, you know, even his ex-wife or ex-fiance from years ago, she came out as well and mentioned that, you know, there was some surgery and just different things in the relationship for the reason it didn't work. So, fellas, number one, do you think Usher still loves Chili? And number two... Do you think it was appropriate for him to even be talking about this, knowing something like this may come out and you just, you know, you were just married? No, nah, oh, I thought that. No, nah, you got it. You got it, Jamar. No, nah, I mean, I, I'm going I'm to I'm spark soft start. I'm going to start this by saying I have not yet had a successful relationship. <laughs> so I'm, I have, I'm saying this from a fan, a person who's not experienced in this shit in no way, shape, or form. Um, I think him and Chili love each other in a way, like, yeah, we can't, we ain't gonna never probably be together again, but I still love you. And I, I, who am I to say if it's inappropriate? There's a lot of inappropriate shit I see in the, in the relationships to me, but apparently to the to people it's not. Um, Usher, how old, can somebody look up Usher and Chili's age real quick? I, I want to um, say they, they're about seven years apart, but I'll look it up. Go yeah, I, she she was six, seven years old than him. I think she probably turned him off. <laughs> she's 52. Damn, she look good. Uh, and Usher is um, Usher age. Usher is 45, 45. So seven years. Yep. Yeah, she probably turned him off, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a man. You like it, I love it. I mean, if his wife don't got nothing bad to say about it, I, I don't eat. I, I tell people, man, stay out of the fucking people business. Like, because celebrities are getting to a so Cardi B, I'll set a beef online and be kissing each other the next day on IG Live or in the story. So uh, I think <clears throat> I think they he still love her, but not in a way that I want to be with her. I don't, I, not in a way of I when I'm laying with my wife and thinking about Chili, I just think he just love her, and I think that's genuine. I, and I think she feel the same way too, cause she knows. Yeah, I mean, and she does Usher. And when I say she, Usher's wife <laughs> seems like the type that she's not really pressing on this. I mean, obviously she got the the ring, the bag, they got kids. Um, and you seen how he was pressing up on Kiki and Janelle Monet and all, all of them, right? So she ain't she obviously she ain't tripping too much, and he will continue to do that. Uh, and, and Alicia Keys, let's not forget, he was all up on Alicia Keys too. And then I believe they got married in Vegas the next day, so she clearly doesn't have an issue. But I do think you know, and I was looking back to see where this came from. It was a People magazine interview, so it was it wasn't on video. And he said, I wanted to marry her. I pr proposed and she told me, no, I went through a great deal of pain after that, not trusting women or wanting to open up. So I think that clearly that the the actual quote is pretty innocent. He's just telling his, you know, his history and uh, someone asked him a question. But, you know, the blogs, 
You know the blog's gonna have them headlines. Us just, I thought he was like professing his love in the damn interview. I thought it came from the Breakfast Club interview as well. But I, I would say that's the only thing that sucks is the way the blogs are gonna spin it in and, and create a headline. And I'm sure that it's annoying, I'm sure, for his wife because um you know, he's just keeping it cordial and, and answering the questions. And, you know, Usher's going to be professional. But I will say there was a stark contrast between what he said and what Chili said. Uh, she also had a People magazine interview. And she basically was like, I ain't really was never feeling. I wasn't I'm not feeling him like that. And, uh, you know, I wish him the best, but it ain't it wasn't all that. And we just didn't see eye to eye. I see him like a friend. We, it was cool when we worked together. That's what that was the part that, that kind of hurt me. She was like, oh, we had a good working relationship. But when it came to our real relationship, nah, like she kind of what, what, what working relationship. They don't have no music together. That's exactly what I was thinking. So I don't know if he was helping her out with music. Like maybe I didn't he was say it, but yeah, I was like, what sort of no, got? She literally said our working relationship was good, but our personal relationship was not. That's not a quote, but she used the word working. And I thought the same thing. And I had to look it up. Like, do they have any? No, they don't got shit. But um, I ain't, I ain't know she said that. God damn. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of hurt me the way she she threw it, you know, the way she positioned the whole relationship. And I just want to say, like, ever since she Chili has been in the news the last couple of days, she came out and said that she's not chocolate. She's caramel. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by what are you trying to say? Is there something? I don't know. If she she didn't say nothing was wrong with being chocolate, but she just wanted to. I don't know. If she was questioned about this, but you could see it, it's out there. She's like, I'm not chocolate. I'm caramel. I think that is kind of funny. Uh, but then she also just did like the little wiggle wiggle challenge with Matthew Lawrence, and they was dancing, and she was, you know, she could, she got it. You know what I'm saying? She still got it. And bro was looking like he was looking like one of them white dudes at the news. <laughs> when they have him doing the, the dance challenge at the news and they're trying to get yeah he was looking like one of those so um shout out to chili man she's uh, it looks like she's trying her best to actually just dead this whole usher thing it's probably getting on matthew lawrence uh, nerves too but uh they're going to be forever linked so it is what it is i think that i don't i think my thing is you can make comments on certain stuff but respectfully you can also always say man we ain't talking about that because I feel like regardless of what that interview was with Usher, there wouldn't have really been too much taken away if he just didn't talk about Chili whatsoever. Knowing you about to get married, because again, you might not know what day is coming, but you know it. You, you just know that. And again, I hope, you know what I mean, Usher's wife, maybe, you know, hopefully she got thick skin or maybe, you know, she sees it a different way because Jamal going back, you always mention this, say, you know what I mean? Maybe we just ain't rich enough to understand. Oh, bro, you read my mind. I, man, this is the most celebrity rich shit, dog. I, I don't. I don't wish none of my exes the best. I'm gonna just keep it a stack. I don't give a damn about none of them. I'm not bringing none of them up, bro. I don't. Tell, I don't have no exes. To, to be honest, so uh, I've been single my whole life, bro. That, and this is why, because I didn't know she responded like that. Like this is breaking news to me. Oh look and look! I had to. I, I found the quote. I had to read it because, like I said, it's kind of fucked. Because we already heard what he said. He said, "I loved her. I was heartbroken. I really wanted to be with that girl." And she said, and this is talking about Matthew Lawrence. I have never experienced anything like this. <laughs> okay. And then she goes on to talk about Usher and says, "We definitely had some chemistry." She says, "Oh damn." We definitely have some uh, chemistry, but working chemistry does not mean it works in your personal life. If we were working, it was great. But outside of that, we're so different. Damn. That's saying Working on what? 
working on working. I don't know. She is <laughs> we working on trying to work something out. Like you ain't working. We didn't see no like work. This is like a chick who said, ah, the body don't count because he wore a condom. It's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Because what, what other relationship did y'all have if it wasn't working? Because we didn't hear no not a track. We don't know about y'all writing no movies together. So what exactly? That's like when um, Nick Cannon was uh, managing Amber Rose. It's like, what exactly were you managing? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this is why Usher shouldn't have said a fucking thing. He should took that shit to the grave. Yeah, you let her win, bro. You let her win that whole thing, and now we have a whole different perception that she was just a peon and she yeah, was just tossing moment. you around. Moment, bro, froze for a second. Like, wait, what? Like, I can see it in your face. I, I, didn't, I didn't know she said that. Like, I see you processing the f. Like, yeah, yeah, she said that, yeah, and she bro. said, and she said that last year. But I was just comparing it because it was two. Uh, there were both People Magazine interviews. Um, and you know, this is when I think she first got with Matthew Lawrence or whatever. So it's just, it's kind of, it's funny. I mean, you know, cause, cause, uh, Usher had the, uh, the upper hand when we thought it was just confessions, right? When we was like, oh, that's how it ended. And he cheated on her and it was like, okay, maybe. And, and he already came out and said that that wasn't true. It had nothing to do with her, so on and so forth. And now we get this. It's like, come on, Ush, just be happily married and with kids. Come on. Man, fuck all it. I ain't never get fucking married. And wait, yeah, and y'all, and you no said problem. I did say it was innocent, but the kids make a difference to me. I ain't talking on no old, no old <laughs> nothing, no old flings. I got kids, and I ain't talking about nobody but my mama. Maybe if it's a baby mama, because I'm gonna give respect to the baby mama out of respect for my kids. But we ain't got no kids, and we ain't got no history. We ain't getting married. That's been <laughs> got whole kids out here, family. I can't believe Usher did that, man. He too I was in love with her. You got kids. When's your kids gonna read that shit, man? Like you, did you love mama like that, man? Yeah. Fucked up, man. Nah, they would have asked me uh, about Chili. I'd be like, who? Who? Chili Bowl? I'm still mad at her saying she ain't chocolate. She's caramel. Like, man, what is wrong with you, bro? That, no, because that that ain't shit. Man, when Raven was like, man, I'm I'm not black. <laughs> And even even Oprah was Oh, she's like, American, Girl. yeah. She's American, yeah, right? <laughs> man, hey, 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 hey. Duh, we know that. Like, look, look so when black. people say shit like when people say shit like that, man, I hear you, my nigga. You got it. You got it, brother. You got it, sis. You got it. Bro, don't argue with people like that, bro. When when they say you got it, sis. You got it. You show right. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, uh, shout, shout out to Usher Chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to both of them, man. I, I kind of legends. <laughs> yeah, I hope we got your story, you know, on the same page one day. No, <laughs> no. I'm trying to be oh. open. You never know. How? Look, bro. Look, I, I, I know pride is not good, bro. But, bro, sometimes pride, look, pride is is good, bro. Sometimes having pride is good, bro. Have some fucking pride. No. Bro, no, son. It's okay to be like, nah, fuck it. It's cool, bro. You don't ain't no one day because y'all know me, bro. Anybody I disconnect from, I don't plan on connecting back with. I don't care if you a changed person, you was tripping, or you was uh, man. I'm good. So no, and some stuff don't need to be rekindled. Respect, respect. Like I said, shout out to both of them, but uh, fellas. I do want to dive in, still keeping it music. And um, this is interesting considering the era that both of them came up in musically. 1996, uh, great year. Uh -oh. We talked about it obviously before, just amongst ourselves, but 
we usually don't dive into the R&B, at least not all the time on here. So we thought it'd be great for a switch. So fellas, a lot of great R&B albums in 1996. Top of your head, if you could just give me, obviously we need a top one, but let's give me your top three, just to, you know what I mean? Allow y'all some, some leeway. Let, let, let's pick, but also at the end of it, we all got to agree on if we had okay. to pick our, yeah, and we're going to post it on the ground. Say that. For 1996. So, who y'all want to go first? Well, how y'all want to play? Lee, I was going to let you kick it off. Oh, uh, yeah, I can nominate a, a couple. Um, I mean, there are some great albums. This one, this one, I don't think is necessarily, it's not my pick, but I just want to mention this since you said bring up some that Nutty Professor soundtrack. Nutty Professor Ooh. soundtrack that touched me, teased me. And obviously, they have a bunch of uh, rap songs on there as well. But in just in general, I remember just having that in the damn car. I believe that might have been a tape. I believe we might have had the tape then um, in the car, at least. And so that one that one was definitely dope. But for me, this is one of my favorite groups of all time, man. And um, I mean, the, the lead singer, Lil Sus, a little questionable, but Drew Hill. Drew Hill, Ooh. man. Ooh. Uh, and this is their 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 debut album, self-titled album, Drew Hill. There's um I'ma bring up the track list in just a minute, but in general, I, I'm gonna go ahead and nominate them because they just they're just one of my favorite. I I fuck with Cisco, bro. I don't know about Thanks. the I don't know about I, the hair I, I'm and more the dancing. Of, I'm, and more the shirts, of a, but I'm yeah. more of a Drew Hill fan than I am a Jodeci fan. And I know that's not a popular opinion. I just feel like Drew Hill to me. I'm more of a Drew Hill fan than I am Jonathan. That's just my opinion, though. Nah, that's that's fine. That's fine. You want y'all want me to go? I'm a, I'm gonna do mine in order. At number three, oh, I lost track. God damn. At number three, I'm gonna go seven oh two, no doubt. Mm. At, mm. at number two, I'm gonna go genuine the bachelor. Mm-hmm. And number one, I, and number one, I'm gonna go a Leo one in a million, man. I Come on, y'all know I was gonna pick this. <laughs> that's the one I, I ain't saying. I like that, but that slept. Oh on, yeah, thanks, thanks. I slept on mine. Um, I want to say I'm a Leo one in a million was number two on mine, but number one was one twelve's also debut. So oh, this this, this year is one of the best I don't know years in R and B history. I don't know. We might have to this, have a top three. Would y'all agree that this is the one of the best years in R and B history? Oh yeah, this is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. Can Because it was go one ahead, of the ahead. better albums. I gave Black Street at three another level. Oh, Black Street was in 96 too? Another level dropped. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But that's what, what I was you, like. What you got at number one? Number one was 112. Um, album one twelve. Number two was Aaliyah. Oh, one. Total our uh, first album came out this year. SWV New Beginning. No, it was some heat, but you know, some, somebody oh, drew it, like he said. Drew Let me Hill, see what that SWV had on there. Hold on. That G1 a bachelor though, man. That that album for me, that's that pony. That man. Yeah, that's crazy. Keith Keith Sweat self title album came out. This is Tony Braxton's second album, Secrets. I forgot about yeah, this. Year, this year loaded, bro. This year is loaded, bro. Now this, yeah, I mean, and when we first brought up the um the topic, I was like, do we want to expand it to a couple of years? But now I get it. Now I see because when you got SWV one twelve, Drew Hill, uh, Aaliyah, you got uh Keith Sweat, um, who else? It's it's a crazy year. And then you can even throw in, goddamn, almost Jones. throwing the food. The Fugees was in there too, right? Yeah, yeah. Fugees in ninety six. So that's almost. I mean, obviously that's half rap. That's mostly rap, but still. And then, uh, like I, th- I threw in the Nutty Professor ca- soundtrack just because that touched me, teased me. Was that Case? 
Was that case yeah, that seen that? That shit was fun. man. This that, was uh, a year. Don- Donnell Jones first album. Uh, that one was man, a, a honorable mention. New edition, home again. They came yeah. back together that year. That was the good. Was that a good one? I, I don't remember that album too much. I remember even that part in the documentary. Was that a good album? It was. It was solid. It, it put put it all right. If nineteen ninety six was a show, right? That that'll be a good opener for the. You know what I'm saying? I put it like that. But I'm a Leah stand. I, this is a Leah best album to me, one in a million. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Leah. You can't. Yeah, that's but that's like one twelve. And even when he said <laughs> Drew Hill, it's like it just so happened they first albums was both fire. Yeah, because that hey. in my bed and that in my bed remix. Ooh. Yeah, that's so, so so deaf remix. That's yeah. fair. Remember Prince, the so so deaf remix? Oh man, I missed that. Not only you remix comes on one twelve. That's it. It don't matter what party, what function, right. what in the world. Yeah, people know. Yeah, it's going on with that one. I'm trying to see what other uh, albums I'm, I'm missing. Bro, I just love music, man. I, I love especially uh, 90s R&B. Let's see. I mean, if I Might had swear. to... If we come to a consensus, though, I mean, it, it has to be Aaliyah? Of just the number one? So we yeah. all going to agree that Aaliyah is the best R&B album 96. Yeah, right? We don't... I mean, what we trying to do? I'm not mad at that. I would say so if it. you put together our, you know, it make it a consensus and you put together our opinions, if like we were voting them right, that she would she would end up getting the most votes, you know, the highest marks, I believe. Okay. Because we all have her so, in the top three. Yeah, she's two. She's my number one. She's number one on mine. And I got her probably at number two or three as well. So uh yeah, I mean she's in all of our top threes. The only one album that's in all of our top threes, it sounds like. So uh, to me, that makes her number one, one in a million. Hey man, shout out to Aaliyah, baby girl. Do it, hey man, do a good, do a right biopic by Aaliyah, please. Not that lifetime shit. Can she get a good biopic, bro? Please, that's all I'm asking. I'm an Aaliyah fan, so man, do that for your boy. Yeah, Who would you have play uh Aaliyah if you could have? Pick, I don't a, know. She's an actress? It's it's a girl on IG. She's not really an actress. Oh well, maybe she is. She looks just like uh Aaliyah, bro. I don't know how acting skills are. Let me see. Let me see. I wonder what they do the They go out sometimes and be like, "Hey, you look like such and such. You die. We're gonna see her name. <laughs> her name on IG is in. The, I don't know how to spell it. Say that. Pronounce that. I. Underscore I N D H I R A. I ain't gonna lie, I thought you was about to bust out the wedding song. You lost me. I N D H I R A Look. Ramirez. Her last name is Ramirez. She looks just like Aaliyah, bro. I don't know if y'all can see it. I'm gonna show y'all. Uh you know what I'm saying? Y'all probably can't see that shit. Oh yeah, no, she looked dead like Aaliyah. Yeah, she. I would see if she want to act, but if they want to find somebody who's an actual actress, I got. I don't know if she's an actress or not. So if I she can is, see Zazzy Beats. Yeah, facts. I, I'm with that pulling too. that off. Uh, Tyler, the little singer. See I was gonna say you low key got a few options. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't be surprised they throw Zendaya on it. Zendaya, yeah. Which I think if they did a little biopic, they would tell like they would do the R. Kelly part too, even the part that. Not at Tough all. Tough to watch. Not at all. 
Unfortunately, that's part you of got a you got history, to. though. No, I yeah. Agree. Good, but I think just what was surrounding him, you know what I mean? It's like the WWE with Chris Benoit. It's like, hey, he didn't have you know, some crazy matches, but can't see him on their website. <laughs> yeah, but but the what they did and the success of that arc, the what what was it called? Trapped by R. Kelly. What was it called? Surviving R. Surviving. Kelly. Surviving. Yeah. That shit was uh critically acclaimed and had crazy numbers. So to me, uh, I think that they might do it just for the numbers. You already know. If they show a any type of trailer, R. Kelly pop his ball head out with that damn scarf. Yeah. I, I got something for y'all. Maybe a Patreon episode we can do a watch along from the episode one of Surviving R. Kelly. Some sort of wild shit like that. Smoke, uh, you know, get some liquor. We get some liquor or what, do what we do. Watch the, just the first episode. That's I don't know how to hog people. <laughs> that shit iconic, man. Is this camera on me? That's that is that is public. I bust out laughing. I ain't gonna lie. But yeah, so we we agreeing on a Leo one in a million not, best R and B album of nineteen ninety six. Hell yeah, God, Kelly, okay. Kelly didn't put out nothing that year. Then she got it. No, I'm playing. Well, that was the yeah. one he put out. <laughs> that was the one. Nah, that, that's that was her first album. That was Age and Number the Number. This this oh, album okay. was. This is the first album Malia did with Timberland and Missy. About this was really her mature and coming into herself. Romeo right. was around that time. So yeah. Right, right. So hey, man, episode one twenty three, man, in the bag, fellas. Tell them all your socials and what you got coming up. All that good stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it nice and simple. LeonFryerson.com, LeeBoyTV.com, and SplatCon.com. Please let us know who you want to see as a guest. We are this close to announcing a date. You can't see my fingers right now if you're listening to this, but we're super close. It's gonna be in late October, possibly early November, and uh, we got a hell of a, a hell of a headliner for night one. That's tell y'all feel. I said it last week. Yeah, huh? yeah it's looking heavyweight yeah, over there. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, she might have been out in '96 no too. Was she in '96? Was she? Uh, she wasn't no, out no, quite yet. '98. Maya, I'm gonna say Maya. She coming. Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be in the building. I'm in the building. Oh, yeah. I'm saving up for that trip. Mm-hmm. Love it. But yeah, y'all can follow me as well, Real Man Corbin, on all platforms. Uh, specifically on the YouTube, Instagram, definitely sharing a whole bunch of content there. And y'all make sure y'all, you know, support and subscribe to us, 80s, 90s, 2000s vibe, nostalgia vibe network on YouTube as well. Like I said, if you ain't watching on Patreon, just share it, get the content out any way you can. We don't care. Bootleg it if you have to. I lie. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, follow me on Instagram, man, Jamal Joseph, Jermaine Adams. If you're sensitive, don't follow me. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. Um, but most importantly, follow us on Instagram at 80s, 90s, and 2005s. Same on YouTube. We just hit a, a thousand subscribers on YouTube, so appreciate that. Follow us on TikTok, on Threads, on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Whenever you listen to this podcast, hit the five-star button, rate button. That helps us grow. You dig what I'm saying? As always, this is 80s, 90s, and 2005s. The podcast, I am Jamal. Lee Boy. Matt Corbin. And we out. All right.